We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Championing the core conservative principles of limited government, individual liberty, free enterprise, and traditional values. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Well, good evening, fellow Neanderthals. Condolences to Kansas City Chiefs fans. Always next year. Trust me, I'm a Broncos fan. We hear that a lot. And welcome, and I'm a Jayhawk football fan. We hear that even more. And welcome to the John Whitmer Show, sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. We're happy you joined us this evening here at your local liberal resistance headquarters, where we proudly champion... The core conservative principles of limited government, individual liberty, free enterprise, and traditional values. Thrilled to have you with us this evening. If you'd like to join us, you can call in. Our studio lines are open at 316-869-1330. By email, you can email me at john at knssradio.com. On Facebook, at The John Whitmer Show. And on Twitter, at John R. Whitmer. Reach out. I love hearing from our listeners. It, it really just it, it completes the whole experience when I hear from listeners. Speaking of listeners, I know we have a group out at the fire pit out at Representative Leo Delperdang's house. So little uh, hat tip friends out. Thank you for listening to the uh, to the fire pit crew. Hopefully I'll be there next time. We do have a great show for you tonight. Attorney General Derek Schmidt will join us here in a little while to discuss a recent trip that he took just this week to visit America's southern border, something neither Joe Biden nor Kamala Harris have done, by the way. Cam Edwards, editor at BearingArms.com, will join us to discuss why many are warning of a coming attack on our Second Amendment rights. I guess Joe Biden hasn't been able to deliver on any of his other campaign promises, so why not go after the guns? Sherry Walker from Airline Employees for Health Freedom will explain why the plight of United Airlines pilots 
who have been punished or outright fired because of the carrier's vaccination mandate, which refuses to accommodate many employees' religious or medical concerns, actually applies to the rest of us. We'll talk with Ryan Beatty about his decision to run for Sedgwick County Commission, the seat currently held by liberal Lacey Cruz. Thank goodness we finally have someone to take on that nut job. And State Representative Stephen Owens will bring us our legislative updates from Topeka. So we've got a packed show for you. And, of course, we'll take your calls at 316-869-1330. You know, I consider this audience to be one of the most informed out there, but I I have been off for two weeks since uh, KNSS was bringing you the Chiefs playoffs games. During that time... There's been a whole slew of new cancel culture decrees from the woke mafia. Don't know if you're aware of these, but I figured I'd at least kind of bring them to you so that you could be aware. Because I know, Dave, this is the most woke audience. Uh, We're very up that. We want to make sure that we're up to date on all our wokeness. The most recent casualties of the war on normalcy were the M&M spokes candies. I don't know if you all are aware of this. The maker of... M&M Candies, Mars, has been criticized in the past for making the green M&Ms too sexy. The solution appears to be the green M&M losing her stiletto boots in favor of sneakers and the brown M&Ms wearing slightly lower heels than before. Uh, Talk about your war on women. I mean, this is just the stupidest thing. Uh, Ever looked at a bag of M&Ms and thought, I feel excluded. These aren't inclusive enough for me. I mean... is it me, or are you able to enjoy an M&M candy-covered chocolate without feeling that you're not included? I mean, do you feel yourself rep- represented in the mascots? After all, M&Ms are not only fictional, the candies, spokes candies, but they're literally a rainbow, and yet they still apparently are not diverse enough. The red M&M, who has vacillated between leader and bully toward other M&Ms, will now be apparently adjusted to be more kind to his fellow spokescandies. Don't get me wrong, this is so stupid, but the the, the naked pandering is insulting. Next, uh, my guess is they're going to introduce a a transgender purple M&M who will identify as a Skittle. I'm imagining that's what's going to happen next. And since women's sports are being dominated by men's these days, peanut M&Ms will now be allowed to identify as plain M&Ms without, of course, having to relinquish their nuts. I find it ironic that the Mars Corporation has decided to make M&Ms more inclusive at the same time they're sponsoring the Beijing Olympics in communist China. But, you know, what do I know? After all, the peanut M&Ms get to keep their nuts. I just thought it. Point that out again. I, for one, long for the days when the only thing we would ask of an M&M is that it would melt in your mouth and not in your hand. Instead, that we would limit the fact that they're not inclusive enough. Not to be outdone, Disney is now on the woke train. Beloved Minnie Mouse is getting a makeover, replacing her ironic red polka dot dress with a gender-neutral pantsuit. Minnie Mouse is apparently getting fashion advice from Hillary Clinton these days. Disney says they want to put Minnie in pants as a symbol of progress for a new generation of women. I guess progressive women don't wear dresses. Of course, progressive men do, but the women can't, apparently. 
you know, it's authoritarian cultures, vengeance, and public shaming and coercion that this generation, that this woke mob is known for, and it stands in place of justice and reason. There's no compromise. There's no, you know, go along to get along. This is what the woke and cancel culture mob is all about. They don't want acceptance. They want assimilation. They want obedience. A Rhode Island elementary school recently informed parents that they are very concerned about heterosexual-specific Valentine's Day cards. The Moss Brown Lower School, again, Lower School, sent guidelines to uh, the parents regarding Valentine's Days saying that certain Valentine's cards are not allowed at the school. Quote, as we approach the month of February, we are writing to share some guidelines for the selection and exchange of Valentines in lower school. Families were told to steer clear of cards that only portray white people in love. This is the lunacy of the left, folks. They preach inclusion, but of course that inclusivity doesn't include white people. <laughs> course there are no white m&ms so i guess it, it makes sense so it would seem that the next time you visit disney world don't be surprised if you see a non-binary m&m wearing birkenstocks cavorting with a gender neutral mouse wearing trousers are you telling me that i'm the only one willing to fight for my We'll be taking your calls at 745. In the meantime, coming up after the break, Cam Edwards, editor at BearingArms.com, will join us to discuss why many are warning of a coming attack on our Second Amendment rights. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. About his kids as they try to noticed how fast time is moving. The news moves pretty fast. That is an indication that you're busy. There's so many things happening. If you don't stop and listen to Glenn Beck once in a while, we're losing track of time. You could miss it. It seems like it never ends. The Glenn Beck program. That's because the rate of change is so high. Anything can happen. Mornings from 9 until 11 on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. When it comes to climate, time really is running out. We cannot run from this change in climate. That cold air. Temperatures will be falling. We must face it head on. From climate, cooperation is the only way to get this job done. There will be tough times ahead. The chance for snow. Some freezing rain and ice out there. We'll keep you updated as conditions worsen. Colder air continues to come on in. And when they get better in the spring. we we'll stand climate change. This is 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Sean Hannity. Have you heard the news? Secretary Blinken is now on Spotify. I didn't know he was in a band. Spotify playlist, his music playlist. Oh, check out the latest recommended playlist the department tweeted. Hmm, some good stuff on here. Uh, Adele, The Weeknd. I'll ask amid growing threats around the world, real threats. John Legend track called Minefields. Uh, that's maybe a little on the nose. Yep. Can this be the priority of our State Department? Sean Hannity, afternoons at 2 on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. 
This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. You can also listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or by telling your smart speaker to play KNSS radio. And make sure you like and share the John Whitmer Show on Facebook. And, of course, follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer. Those are the best ways to stay informed on all the latest show updates. God and Guns. Little Leonard Skinnert. It's an appropriate song for this particular segment. Second Amendment rights, according to the announcement, the well-financed gun prohibition movement is poised to strike in an effort to make up for lost time due to Joe Biden's failure to get the gun prohibition agenda through during his first year in office. Joining us now to discuss the impending threat to our Second Amendment rights is Cam Edwards, he is the editor at BearingArms.com and hosts the popular podcast Cam and Company that focuses on Second Amendment news and information. Cam is originally from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, right down the road from us, and has worked in radio, television, and online media for over two decades. He currently lives on a small farm with his family near Farmville, Virginia, and is a member of the Board of Citizens Committee to Keep and Bear Arms. Cam, thank you for joining us this evening, my friend. Hey, thanks very much for the invite. My pleasure. So your organization and others, Cam, are, are warning of an unprecedented assault on Second Amendment rights this year. Uh, hopefully, this is an area where you know, Joe Biden's track record would indicate that he fails again. But let's hope he's, he does. Yeah. He, he doesn't succeed. But... I think it's worth noting that they're definitely targeting it, correct? They are, and and it's not just Joe Biden. Um, you know, if, if it were only, you know, if we only had to worry about like gun control legislation getting through Congress, I, I think gun owners could breathe a sigh of relief because I I don't think that Joe Biden is going to be able to get his gun ban bill uh, through the Senate, right? Um, but we do know that the Biden administration is already working on a couple of executive actions. Uh, these are rules that uh, the ATF wants to put in place. One of which. Um, would turn legally purchased AR-style pistols uh, into short-barreled rifles that are a felony to possess uh, unless you register them with the federal government under the National Firearms Act, uh, simply by the stroke of a pen, uh, it, by, by, by redefining uh, you know, what a, uh, an AR-style pistol is, if it has a, a, a stabilized embrace attached to it, the ATF wants to turn millions of legal gun owners into potential felons overnight. Um, and by doing this, the, the, the way that they're going about this, uh, I think is really, really scary because, uh, again, if you can sort of, um, after the fact, change the definition of something, uh, then what's to stop the ATF from deciding that uh, AR-15s and other semi-automatic rifles are, are actually just really too close to machine guns, right? right. We're going to go ahead and call them machine guns. Right. So I think this is a bit of a, uh, a, a trial balloon 
that the Biden administration is using with the uh, uh, new pistol brace rule, but they're also going after home-built firearms. They want to try to, uh, in essence, you know, destroy the ability for you to make your own firearm at home, which has, of course, been uh, uh, legal since before the United States was the United States. Um, and that's what they're doing right now in terms of executive actions. I think that there's likely more to come because this is an area in which Democrats feel like Joe Biden has not done enough. And one of the things that the Democrats are trying to do between now and November is to simply energize their base. Right. Right. They're, they're not even trying at this point to convince independent voters to uh, to show up and vote for them. They're trying to get their hardcore supporters to go to the polls. Uh, and in order to satisfy them, they're going to have to do something on gun control. Uh, and I think they're getting desperate. Desperate people do dangerous things. So that's why you've got to pay attention and you've got to be involved in what's going on at the federal level. But, you know, look, we're also seeing attacks uh, at the state level, at the local level, the city of San Jose instituting these mandatory insurance requirements. And you have to pay a mandatory fee in order to keep a gun in your home. Right. Um, yeah. the, the contempt that they have for our right to keep and bear arms is on full display. And I think that uh, they're also going to be lashing out. We've got a Supreme Court case that I think is going to be very good for gun owners coming up later this year uh, called New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin. I expect the Supreme Court is going to have some good things to say about the right to carry. And that, too, I think is going to lead Democrats to lash out in response wherever and whenever they can, um, because, you know, they, they hate the fact that the courts view this as a real right as a fundamental right and they're about to be reminded of the fact that uh that they are abusing our constitutional rights with their gun control agenda well and it should surprise nobody that they don't understand what a gun is this is the same group of people that you know still grasp at the concept of two genders um let me ask you cam is this because liberal democrats have elections to win in the fall and they're dumb enough to think gun control is a winning issue or is it that they know they're likely to lose in the midterms, mm-hmm. so they're trying to pass whatever they can on their way out of power? I mean, it, I think it's more the latter, don't you? I Yeah, I do, except I don't know that they're going to be able to get anything uh, through Congress, you know, um, because I don't, I don't even think the votes are there for uh, universal background checks right now in the Senate. Uh, they pass it out of the House, but Nancy Pelosi hasn't even called up Biden's uh, a gun ban bill for a vote in the House, but I don't think they can get it through that. Uh, body either. So, you know, I think it's really at this point at the federal level, it's all the Biden administration. And they're certainly worried about the midterms. But right now they are worried about getting their base out there. So I think they're willing to risk, uh, you know, going big on gun control to try to please their base. But it's interesting that you bring this up because I think that there are different factors at work at the state level and maybe even at the local level. Like in Colorado, Democrats are getting a little gun shy. No, no pun intended. Um, they, they, they aren't. <laughs> running a a bunch of gun control bills in virginia where i live you know we had our elections last november and republicans you know we swept the statewide offices we uh, we took back the house of uh, delegates and the democrats after running on a gun ban in 2019 and failing to get it done in 2020 they vowed they were going to bring it back in 2021 and then they realized oh it's an election year and they didn't even introduce their gun ban bill last year um, so at the state level, yeah, I think I think Democrats are much more reluctant uh, to, uh, to 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 push these measures. Uh, but I think at the federal level, you're right. I think it's you know let's go for broke while we can. I just don't think that they've got a whole lot of juice in Congress. That's why I think we're 
a lot of the energy is going to be coming from the executive branch. And there's what, if anything, can be done about the executive orders, about the DOJ? Because you mentioned, for example, the rule change at the Department of Justice. uh, Mm -hmm. But they've introduced a number of proposed rule changes that could affect some of the most popular guns and rifles, like the AR. Um, And there's not a whole lot that can be done about that, right? Can you even challenge? Can somebody challenge that in court? The good news is you can. Yeah, um, because in essence, this is the ATF uh, doing things that are beyond their authority, right? Just like OSHA went beyond its authority when it said, uh, yeah, we can require vaccines and, uh, you know, every company that has more than 100 employees. And the Supreme Court said, look, that, that's not a workplace condition because you're requiring people to do something after they get off of work, too, right? So this is OSHA overstepping its bounds. And I think that's going to be the same argument when it comes to the ATF, that if Congress wants to change the law and say, hey, you know what, these AR-style pistols, we actually think they're short-barreled rifles. Well, that's Congress's job. But it's not a government agency's job, and they don't have the authority to suddenly turn millions of firearms into prohibited restrictive items uh, with, you know, with with a stroke of a pen. they, They don't have the authority to do that. So when these rules are put in place, I don't think it even think it's a matter of, uh, of if, but when these rules are put in place, they are going to be challenged in court by organizations like the Second Amendment Foundation and the Citizens Committee for the Right to Keep and Bear Arms. Uh, and, you know, I, I'm not an attorney myself, but I think one of the arguments would be used is that uh, this is a violation of the Administrative Procedures Act, uh, but also that, uh, you know, these rules go beyond the ATF's authority given to them by the Gun Control Act of 1968. Um, and I, I hope that we've got, you know, of uh, course, out there, they're going to uh, agree that that's the case. I'd like to think that the Supreme Court uh, is going to agree here that, you know, if if Congress wants to pass gun control laws, they can do it themselves, but they can't leave it up to the ATF to just suddenly impose sweeping gun bans all on their own. And you mentioned that Supreme Court case. That could be significant because obviously it would affect New York, but it would have implications for the rest of the country, Correct. It could. Uh, absolutely. I mean, there are eight states right now that are, you know, quote unquote, may issue when it comes to concealed carry. Like you have to show some sort of special need or, or, or unique circumstance that places you above the average person because the average person can't carry a firearm for self-defense. So if the court wants, it can very easily write a ruling that's going to implicate the, the may issue laws in, in each and every one of those states. Um, if the court wants, it could write a much more narrow decision that focuses, you know, exclusively on uh, the two individual plaintiffs and the New York laws in question and whether or not their Second Amendment uh, rights were violated there. Um, I, you know, look, I don't think the Supreme Court is going to say uh, every gun license is unconstitutional. It's constitutional carrier bust. I don't think we're going to get that decision. But I, I also don't think it is going to be so narrow that it is practically meaningless. I think the um, I think the court is going to use this as an opportunity to not only tell lower courts what the proper standard of review should be going forward in, in Second Amendment challenges, but I think that they also want to um, treat the right to bear arms uh, as a real and fundamental right as well. And so I think at, at, at the very least, uh, I, I'm hoping that the Supreme Court will strike down uh, may issue laws in general. And yeah, that would have implications from New York to California well, and your, Hawaii. Your lips to uh, to God's ears, <laughs> brother. If folks are interested, the podcast is called Cam and Country. 
or excuse me, Cam and Company. They can follow you. Uh, my listeners can find you on Twitter at Cam Edwards. And again, it's BearingArms.com, correct? It is. You got all of that absolutely right. Yeah, so well, thanks so much for the invite, man. This has been fun. That's why they pay me the big bucks. Brother, thank you again for joining <laughs> us this evening. Carry on the fight, my friend. You too. We'll talk soon. Bear, uh, bear with us as we deal with a few new software updates here. Of course, they have to roll these out on Sunday nights. Don't they, Dave? They, you know, they, they couldn't have done this, I don't know, Saturday at 2 in the morning. No, they got to do it right now. But that's fine. Deal with software issues, but you bear with it, and we'll, we'll be here for you. We're taking your calls at 745. In the meantime, coming up after the break, we'll talk with Ryan Beatty about his decision to run for the Sedgwick County Commission seat, currently held by liberal Lacey Cruz. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Wichita's number one talk will be back right after this. Other than a few high clouds around this evening, we'll have mostly clear skies. 29 degrees overnight with a light southwest wind. Your Monday back to work and school. Sunny skies at 64 degrees. That wind will pick up, though. Southwest winds up over 20 miles per hour. Rain and cooler for Tuesday. I'm KNSS meteorologist Rodney Price. News. I'm Kathleen Maloney. The U.S. inviting North Korea to come to the table after another missile launch this weekend. We're absolutely open to a diplomatic engagement without preconditions. U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations Linda Thomas-Greenfield on ABC's This Week. South Carolina Congressman James Clyburn is pleased that President Biden has committed to naming a black woman to the Supreme Court. As you probably know, I have made it the motto of my service. Making America's greatness accessible and affordable for all Americans. And that's what this will do. Clyburn telling CBS's Face the Nation. He's also happy that the president is considering South Carolina Federal District Judge Michelle Childs for the high court. America is listening to Fox News. Deep Thoughts with Glenn Beck. If what you're doing doesn't have eternal consequences, why are you doing it? It's why I hate politics, because I don't think that does. What should we be doing with our time? The world is changing, and it is a battle of light and dark. It is a battle of good and evil. It is a battle of life and death. That really kind of made me go, crap, 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 crap. Glenn Beck. Mornings from 9 until 11 on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Sean Hannity maybe doesn't love. Joe Biden is a cognitive wreck. Probably is not a fan. Like watching a train wreck in slow motion. Potentially dislikes. The frail, the weak, the cognitively struggling, clearly commander-in-chief. Kind of loathes. What is he capable of doing? Anything? Joseph Biden Jr. This man should not be our president. Sean Hannity puts it lightly. <laughs> All right, but anyway. Afternoons at 2 on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Steep rise in cases due to Omicron. Everybody is going to wind up getting exposed and likely get infected. Any assembled Russian units move across the Ukrainian border, that is an invasion. It'll be met with a swift, severe, and united response. Global news with local consequences. We have a supply chain problem that is really severe. Soaring heating costs and soaring gas prices. Prices have gone up. The stories that impact our lives live here. 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Live Sunday nights. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Want to remind you, you can always listen to us by downloading the Odyssey app or telling your smart speaker to play KNSS radio. You'll find podcast links to all our previous episodes there. And make sure you like and share the John Whitmer Facebook page. And follow me on Twitter at John R. Whitmer to get all the latest updates on the show Born and raised in Wichita, Ryan Beatty graduated from Northwest High School. From there, he received an athletic scholarship to play baseball at my uh, my, uh, alma mater, the University of Kansas. In 2008, he founded the Mattress Hub and has grown the company to a leading mattress retailer throughout the region. Now, he's decided to enter politics, filing to run for the Sedgwick County Commission seat currently held by liberal Lacey Cruz. He joins us this evening, Ryan. Thank you for uh, thank you for stopping by. Well, that's quite an introduction, John. I, <laughs> I'm good. I'm glad to be here. Buddy. Well, you know, it's whatever Dave puts on the screen here. Sure, so yeah. I just do what I'm. I'm like the puppet. He's the master. I, I just do. do what he says. He's got you know. I'm not going to tell you where his hand is. Um, so <laughs> let me let me ask you, Ryan. You 
You own a successful business. You've had a major league baseball career. You're active in your church as an elder and an associate pastor. Why would you want to get into politics? Yeah, that seems to be the question of the week. Oh, I, don't uh, get me wrong. I mean, I'm glad to have someone yeah. to run against Lacey Cruz. Well, honestly, John, there's a, there's several reasons. Um, I'll give you two. Uh, the first is, is, you know, the last 10, 12 years of my professional uh, life, in ministry and in business, it really has been about serving. And I feel compelled to serve. Uh, you know, I've enjoyed ministry. I've enjoyed serving individuals and uh, in our church and in our community. Um, but I, I just, I feel compelled to serve on a bigger level. There's issues that I care about deeply. Um, and, uh, and, and this is an avenue for me to be involved on a, on a different level, on a bigger level and serve. So that, that's primarily the, uh, the catalyst that moves me into this new season in our lives. But uh, there's a second reason, and it's equally important, is, is frankly, John, I'm concerned. Um, I don't blame you. I, I'm concerned uh, on a variety of things. First, I'm concerned that uh, this, the last two years, we've set a very dangerous precedent with the role of government. Uh, my business was shut down for seven weeks. I fell on the opposite side of essential, non-essential. Yeah, so did my business. I just chose to ignore oh, I know you did. their yeah. rules. <laughs> uh, so I, I think we've set a very dangerous precedent uh, in regards to the role of government uh, and, and frankly, I, I think we're not doing a good enough job of explaining to the, to the next generation of the importance of limited government and why this matters. And, and I believe that the conservative movement has superior policies. I believe we have a superior message, and I think we need to do a better job of telling this message. Uh, so I'm concerned about the role of government. I'm concerned economically. I think as we're on this side of COVID shutdowns, I think that we're seeing uh, uh, supply chain uh, disasters uh, uh, I think we're seeing now inflation is starting to settle in, um, and this is a pivotal season for our community economically. Um, and and I'm concerned uh, that that we're not going to seize this opportunity and maintain competitiveness as we move forward. And I know that's one of the core platform yeah. issues. I, I went to your website, by the way. I'm sure we'll plug it again. But if folks are interested, it's RyanBatey.com. R Y A N B A T Y. But you've made improving our position countywise. Uh, economically, one of the core fundamental, you know, platforms of your campaign. Yeah, yeah. Well, as a small business person, I see the impact that we have and small business has on local communities. I mean, you're looking at small business is the catalyst that uh, for 80 percent of employment in our country. So when we have a strong economy locally, it provides jobs. Uh, it provides uh, what we need in a community to make sure that we're competitive. And we, we hear the stories and we've heard the stories in this city uh, in this community for over a decade about what Oklahoma City's done and Tulsa and Des Moines and Omaha and how competitive they come and, and, and the growth that they've had. And, and, and I think our story can be different. I don't think we have to duplicate what's happened there. I think the most important thing we can do here is to set the proper groundwork to make sure that we can have local business that thrives here. Um, and we do that with tax policy, regu regulatory policy, uh, with, with diversified uh, uh, industry here. Uh, these are things that we can do and we can control to help influence the direction we have uh, economically as we move forward. But the biggest thing we have to do and the measurement that, that really matters most to me is are we, are we keeping, are we attracting, and are we retaining our talent here? And we've seen over the last few decades where we've allowed talent to kind of seep away and move away. Um, and, and we have the perfect ingredients here. We've got great cost of living. We've got a diversified workforce. We've logistically with transportation, we're here in the middle of the country. We have opportunities here. 
And what we need is this next generation of leadership to step in and help guide this ship and, and really move us in a direction to where we're competitive economically in, today, in today's where the quality of life in Sedgwick County grows for everyone. Yeah, no, you're right. And I, I think we've got a track record of exporting one of our best natural resources, Talent. which is our kids. Yeah. And, and we need to stop that for sure. And, and as I was looking at your platform, going through some of the things that you focused on, I, one of the ones that came out to me most was working, and I'll use your phrase, was working to bridge the divide relationally. Mm. And and as I read that, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I served in the legislature at the time that I served. It was pretty even. I mean, the moderates sided with the Ds. So us conservatives were about 50-50 with the Mod D coalition. And you had to learn to get along with folks. Right. So... As I look at what your you know opponent, what Lacey Cruz, she has epically failed to to get along relationally. I've heard the stories. I've talked to members of the county commission who say it's a toxic work environment that there's infighting and bickering and and she's not. I mean, look, you've got to get along, and yeah. if you can't get along with your coworkers, and if your if your platform is so entrenched that you can't find common ground. You're you're actually being then a detriment to your, your constituents. I 100 percent agree. I, I I want and I've, everyone that's involved in our campaign and anyone that's in, within earshot of me, I, I tell them that what I want to shape our campaign is civility and collaboration. And what we've seen over the last really the last several years here locally is we have seen a poisoned well. Um, what we've seen is this lack of civility, and it has brought a stalemate into many progress uh, uh, progress and conversations here. It's been difficult to get things done here. Um, I believe on the local level that uh, if, if you're going to be a representative in a district here, then you've got to learn to have conversations and communicate yeah, to collaborate. Exactly. One of the things, we have so much talent here, but what we lack here so often is collaboration. The ideas, the wealth of compassion, the things that we have here, the resources here. If we can get in the room and collaborate, we're going to move us forward and make progress in many of the things that we all want for this community. And, and, and civility has to take precedent. I think everyone's tired. I think the common person that doesn't have a whole lot of involvement in politics, they're sick and tired of watching uh, this this display of uh, this lack of civility that's taken place. And I think they want people to do their jobs, no, to get in the room and, and, and act like a statesman. You're absolutely right. And a, a good example is the non-discrimination order that the city of Wichita just passed, ordinance rather, that the city of Wichita just passed. That could have been done in a way that would have found common ground where both sides could have agreed had they made accommodations for people with sincerely held religious beliefs. Now, granted, I think those on the right, those probably wouldn't have liked it. Obviously, those on the far left wouldn't have liked it. But you know what? That's what compromise is. Instead, and I know you're running for county commission. This is a city issue. But they drove through such a divisive issue because Brandon Whipple wanted to, you know, check off something on a campaign promise. And you see, you've seen some of that at the county level, too. I mean, Lacey Cruz has taken divisive and unpopular positions on mask mandates, on you know restricting personal choice. Uh, like, for example, where do you stand on, on mask mandates? And some of the I, I, I saw an interview with her not too long ago where I got the distinct impression that if she could do a New York style vaccine passport, yeah. she'd do it. Yeah, yeah that's scary. I'll tell you, and you're right, what's happened is all these issues become so political that we lose common sense in many things. Um, and, and I believe, and where I stand uh, is where I really hope the Republican Party can really move towards, 
and that is properly communicating the role of limited government. Um, John, if you want to wear a mask, and I, I know where you stand on this. <laughs> I've done it. Listen, but if you wanted to wear a mask, I, I don't care. Right. I'm but, with you. But I'm against mask mandates. I'm with you 100%. You wear make it, the, don't wear it. You make the choice yourself, but the government shouldn't be making that choice for you. In this uh, vaccine, um, same thing. This is your choice between you and your family, your decision, your doctors. Do the research for yourself. But the government shouldn't be making that choice for you. I'm adamant. I can care less if you wear a mask. I can care less if you get the shot. But I do care about mandates, and I'm adamantly opposed to mandates because, again, that is – it's a violation of the political worldview that anchors me, which is the role of government in the lives of individuals. And this is one of the main reasons I'm running is, is what we've seen the last few years and, and how politics has seeped into this. Those individuals that a year and a half ago were screaming about mask mandates – now, when the COVID numbers are supposedly at, the, at their worst, where we're seeing this. Right. And yeah, they are. They're high. And, and they are. And that's a fact. I did a funeral three weeks ago for a woman that passed away from COVID. This is it's real. OK. But those people that were screaming about mask mandates are silent today when the numbers are where they're at. And why? Because it's not politically advantageous for them. Because right, they know they're on the losing side. It's politics. Yeah. And that frustrates me. If, 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 you, if, this is a, if this is your worldview, if this is a core conviction, then stand with your core conviction and don't be buffered off of it because of political uh, liability. And, and, and that's what we see. And I think that's what people are sick of. I, I think, you know, you're absolutely right. And that's that's a perfect example, because Lacey Cruz was one of those who was so adamant about the mask mandates. And you're right. I have not heard. And I, I fully expected to, actually, when the when that percent positive test rate went up. Yeah. 20%, 23%, it was going so high, I thought for sure we'd hear from them. Well, don't hold your breath, John. And, well, I mean, no, and, and the reason we haven't is because they know they don't have the votes, they know they're going right. to lose, so they don't want to fight the fight. But you're right. If you're passionate, if you believe in it, if it's a core fundamental principle, fight for it. Well, and this lose is, if you're going to lose, but fight for it. You're right. And this is a lesson that we learn a lot in business, is when things get a little chaotic, and when there's difficult decisions to be made, and um, and where I stand is I'll go back to my core principles. I'll go back to the political worldview that anchors me. It, it, if there's difficult decisions to be made, I will always side on, on uh, liberty over regulation, liberty over restriction. And, and I think that's where we failed so often here the last two years is we favored and rolled more into restriction instead of faith. When, when we didn't know, right. government favored restriction over liberty. And I'll give people credit. Listen, two years ago, we didn't know a lot of things. There were a lot of questions uh, that we didn't have certainty on. But in those circumstances, you always favor liberty. You lean, you're, you should be shaped towards liberty, not restriction. Uh, air on the side of freedom. Air sure. on the side of freedom. I would rather, rights. I want to make those decisions for myself and my company. Yeah. I will mitigate my risk better than uh, someone sitting on the county commission. We'll take a quick break. You mind sticking through the break? Let's do it, bud. We're talking with Sedgwick County Commission candidate Ryan Beatty. We'll be back right after this. for at least a foot of snow. Winter weather. Very heavy snow. Very dangerous driving. Can wreak havoc. We are preparing for the worst conditions. A winter weather emergency. So keep it here. Gives us a guide to prepare. How much snow you got to deal with and how cold it's going to be. Winter weather reports. I think it's really important for people to be informed. Every day. Know what to plan for for the rest of the day, what you can and can't do. It's all about safety. On 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. 
It's dark. It's a little scary. It doesn't smell so great. Broadcasting from the digital ghetto. This is the ghetto. It's the Glenn Beck Program. Behind the wall that the state and their allies have built. Mornings from 9 until 11. Recognize that it is real. What is it they're afraid of? It's not just the truth. It's you. 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS. Whatever comes our way. Weather catastrophes. This is a large and powerful system. We'll keep you informed. You need to be prepared. Before. Watch is in effect. Mandatory evacuation. During. Pounding this area. This isn't over. And after severe weather. Trying to get the power restored. Some time to dig out of to respond and clean up. We're here for anything you need. We're going to be with you today. We're going to be with you tomorrow. And we're going to be there with you to rebuild. This is what we do. 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS. Your phone call is welcome at 869-1330. This is the John Whitmer Show on 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS. Welcome back to the John Whitmer Show. Sponsored by Wink Hartman and the Hartman Group of Companies. With us still is Ryan Beatty, who is uh, running for Cedric County Commission, the, uh, the seat that is st- currently occupied by Lacey Cruz. Um, Ryan, I, you know one of the issues that you're emphasizing uh, on your campaign platform, it was on your website, and it's one that I think we desperately need both at the city and the county level is transparency in mm-hmm. government. Um, Commissioner Cruz took a, a trip to Ghana. I know you're probably familiar with this story partially paid for by taxpayers' funds. She's also refused to allow the public. I don't know if you're aware, you know, she when she was vice commissioner or chair or whatever. Pro tem. Pro tem. Yeah, I don't know why you call it a pro tem. There's four people, five people on the committee. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> she was the second in charge. And her and the chairman get to do the health briefings from the hospitals. And other county commissioners wanted to sit in on those. This was at the height of the pandemic, and they're wanting to get these briefings and they wouldn't allow it, and they wouldn't allow the public to be a part of these. And it just, you know, that type of refusing to be a part, to, to share with the public. She's also, you know, advocated for taxpayer money to go to local organizations that she sat on the board of. It just seems like transparency with her in particular has been an issue. Yeah, and what you see here is you see this divide of trust even. That yeah. gap, it, it, it even gets greater. I mean, I don't trust her anyway because of her politics. But you can't trust her if she can't at least be honest with you about what she and, is. And this is what this is, John. This is an issue of stewardship. Um, and when you're asking to represent 105,000 people in a district, um, at the very least, they should know where you stand, the political worldview, the lens in which you see this world and how you make decisions. They need to be able to understand it and trust it. Um, this is an issue. It's an issue of stewardship. It's stewarding the trust of the people you represent. And I think so often, many times in politics, and again, I'm an outsider looking in now getting into this space is, is so many people don't see it as such. They see it as a job. Uh, they see it as a, a job, a very they, well-paid job, by the yeah, way. I, yeah. Exactly. Uh, but outside of, they don't see it as, as leadership is about people. Leadership is about serving. It's about stewardship. It's about, uh, it's about loving people. Frankly, John, and that's the ministry side of me coming out. Um, but in order to do that, people have to trust you and they have to trust. And, and the best way to, to earn trust is to be transparent, 
is to be open, is to let people know how you think. Let them know how you feel. Invite them into the process. That's how you build trust. And when you have trust, people will follow. Well, unlike the county or the city council races, the county commission seats are partisan. You're running as a Republican. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's talk some of the basic party platform issues in life. Second Amendment, you know, where do you stand on on those on the core fundamental platform issues? Yeah, great. So life is, uh, uh, this comes down to core conviction for me. Uh, You know, in this country, uh, we have 2,400 abortions a day in this country. Uh, In the womb, uh, we have a heartbeat at six weeks. Uh, We have a child that has a fingerprint at eight weeks. A child uh, in the womb uh, will recoil from pain at 10 weeks. Um, I'm a father of three children. I've seen sonograms. I've seen these things. Uh, I've been in the room. I've seen birth. Um, That's tangible evidence for me that life begins at conception. Um, It's tangible evidence for me. And I am uh, thoroughly uh, pro-life. I'm thoroughly pro-life from conception uh, to the grave. Um, I I advocate for foster care. I I advocate for adoption. Um, There's a running joke in our office that I don't even kill bugs. (laughs) And, and listen, and, no, my wife is the same way. She'll pick up a spider and, and, people, and, and throw it out the door. And people yeah. laugh about it. But I value life. All life I value. That is rooted in me from a biblical worldview. That's not an opinion. That's not science. That's a biblical worldview that gives me that position. Um, and I'll tell you, and this is where some people side with me on, on, on our side of the aisle, is that also influences my opinion on capital punishment. I'm thoroughly pro-life, John. Uh, and, you know, that's an issue. And, and people, I've had listeners who've called in and asked. I, I even have fluctuated on this issue because I know I've talked to Mark Bennett. I've talked to other sure. DAs who say it's a valuable tool we need in our resource. But at the same time, it's hard to be pro-life yeah. and support capital punishment. To so each I respect their, that position. To each their own. You make that choice for yourself. But for me, uh, I find an inconsistency in my belief if uh, – if I'm not pro-life um, for all individuals. In, in the scriptures and in, in theology, we talk a lot about Imago Dei, that everyone's made in the image of God. Um, and, and that resonates with me, and it, it, that's what influences my position on issues of life. How about uh, Second Amendment rights? I know that's, yeah. you know, that we talked earlier, we had, the, we had Cam Edwards on and was mm. talking about how Joe Biden's, this is apparently... The next focus is going to be restricting gun rights. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, what on- an issue nationally that has yeah. just completely, in my opinion, and I'm being critical, but I think that we've lost uh, the message in many regards. We don't communicate this well. Let me tell you why I'm an advocate for the Second Amendment is because I reserve the right to defend my family. I deserve the right to protect myself. Um, I had a conversation just the other day with a friend of mine who is on the other side of the aisle and was talking about, well, I can see how, you know, in the 19th century and these days when it was just the Wild West that people needed the Second Amendment. But it's not like that anymore. And my, I have a simple question back is, did evil go away? Yeah. Is there no more evil in this world? I would contend that there's more evil in this world. Uh, And because of the Second Amendment that affords us the opportunity to defend ourselves against evil. I don't hunt. Um, my entire family hunts. I don't hunt because again, I'm not the guy. I don't, I don't, I don't kill anything. Um, but it, it, the issue for me on the second amendment, is it about hunting rights and thing? And, I, and we go that direction sometimes. And I understand the validity of that point, cultural things, hunting things. But for me, I'm an advocate. I defend the second amendment because I reserve the right to defend myself and my family against evil. And that's why the second amendment matters. So, I mean, when you're out, and I, I'm sure you've already started talking to folks, what are you hearing 
From, I'm sure if you talk to Republicans, they're gonna they're just gonna be glad to have Lacey yeah. Cruz gone. But what are the issues that are coming up most? Is it is it property taxes? Is it is it the budget? Is it the fact that you know that that district needs another EMS? What are you hearing most? Yeah, all those issues do come up in conversation. It's 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 it is funny. You know, Lacey Cruz has become the boogeyman to the right, um, and uh, and I think most people that I have visited with, um, the issues that do come up top of mind are the, the role of government, um, but mental health. Yeah. Lots of conversations around mental health. And yet not with defunding the police in order to do it. No, and no, no. some on the left look at no, it, no, no. Uh, you have to de- do one without the other. We have a lack of resources, and the resources isn't capital. The resources are people. Yeah. And I have some ideas. I have lots of ideas of how we can collaborate and do some things uh, to bring resources uh, into this community and access the resources we already have in this community to really make positive strides in addressing a mental health crisis. Well, I, much like you said, uh, they look at her as the boogie woman or the boogeyman or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think there is some truth to that. And I think to an extent she relished that role until probably now that she's up for reelection. Um, if folks are interested, they can find you on Twitter at Ryan underscore Beatty, B-A-T-Y. And your website is RyanBeatty.com. If they want information, if they want to volunteer, if they want to donate, campaigns are expensive. You need money. I mean, it's just the truth of it all. Um, but if that's where they can go to get more information, reach out. If they want to email you, if they have questions, that's the place to go, right? That's the place to go. Appreciate that. No, I appreciate you, brother. I wish you the best of luck. I'm sure we'll have you on again. But, uh, you know, it's not an easy race. The district is about 50-50 between Republican and Democrats. So you're going to have to campaign across the aisle, something she doesn't do. And I, I think I think you've got a really good shot at this. I hope Republicans will get behind you. I'm behind you. We will be behind you. We wish you the best of luck, brother. Thanks, John. Good to be here. We'll take a quick break. And uh, coming up after the top of the hour, we'll talk with Sherry Walker from Airline Employees for Health Freedom. You're listening to The John Whitmer Show, 98.7 to 1330 KNSS. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 